Welcome to a service of Holy Communion at St. Peter's by the Sea Episcopal Church in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Thank you for joining us. Please take a moment to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also listen to us as a podcast. Just search for St. Peter's by the Sea on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. If you find that our services are helpful to you in your spiritual growth, consider making a donation for our online efforts. Go to stpetersbythesea.com and click on Donate. It's very much appreciated, but not required. Thank you for joining us, and God bless. Hello and welcome to St. Peter's by the Sea in Narragansett. The service is for the second Sunday of Lent, Sunday, February 28th. Our service follows the order of Rite 1 from the Book of Common Prayer. Our opening hymn this morning is hymn 401, The God of Abraham Prays. Bless the Lord, who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make thyself any graven images, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water underneath the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. 
Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet. Lord, have mercy upon us and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against thee in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved thee with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of thy Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in thy will and walk in thy ways, to the glory of thy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance and amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. 
O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from thy ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of thy word, Jesus Christ, thy Son, who with thee and the Holy Spirit liveth and reigneth one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be with to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her. And moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm is 22, verses 22 through 30. Praise the Lord, you that fear him. Stand in awe of him, O offspring of Israel. All you of Jacob's line give glory, for he does not despise nor abhor the poor in their poverty, neither does he hide his face from them. But when they cry to him, he hears them. My praise is of him in the great assembly. I will perform my vows in the presence of those who worship him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied, and those who seek the Lord shall praise him. May your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall bow before him. For kingship belongs to the Lord. He rules over the nations. To him alone all who sleep in the earth bow down in worship. All who go down to the dust fall before him. My soul shall live for him. My descendants shall serve him. They shall be known as the Lord forever. They shall come and make known to a people yet unborn the saving deeds that he has done. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. 
The promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. It is, if, if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said. So numerous shall, shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn for today is hymn 393, Praise Our Great and Gracious Lord. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. 
But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Holy Spirit. Amen. Many years ago, far more than I care to remember, I was talking with some friends about the fact that we were getting ready to have a party that evening and Maureen and I still had to get the house cleaned. And as I was talking about what we needed to do, one of our older members of the parish just tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, I never worry about whether my house is clean or not. I just keep the lights very low. That way you can't see any of the dirt. I share this with you in light of this week's gospel. What we heard this morning is Jesus telling his disciples and then the crowd around him that he's getting ready to die on behalf of the people. This was not really part of the plan in Peter's mind because, as we hear most famously, that he rebuked him for this. And this is only just a few minutes after Jesus had declared, or after Peter had declared Jesus the Messiah. But Jesus knew what his mission was, that he was to go to Jerusalem and there be crucified. But to put this all into perspective, we have to go back to last week's gospel, in which we heard the story from Mark of Jesus' baptism, and how when John the Baptist raised him up from the water, the clouds parted, and the voice of God was heard. 
In fact, if you read the text more carefully, Mark, unlike the other writer, says the clouds were torn apart. And the words that he used for torn, he only uses one other time, and that is at the day of the crucifixion, when Jesus dies and the curtain in the temple is torn in two. This is the writer's way of telling us that that which divides us, humanity from God, is being broken away, and the barrier is now open. Jesus is the one who opens up, or put another way, actually provides the bridge over the chasm between us and our relationship with God. And Jesus, therefore, as John tells us, is God. He is the light that enters into the darkness and that the darkness doesn't overcome. There is only one problem with being the illuminating light of God. By being present on earth, Jesus uncovers that which the darkness is hiding, the evil and despair of the world. And that did not make Jesus popular. Jesus was not crucified because of what he said. Jesus was crucified because of what he revealed by shining the light of God where the darkness was. Jesus shone the light of God on the injustice of the temple itself when he turns over the money changers' tables a system that exchanged money from that of the Roman money to the temple money at great cost so that people could buy the appropriate animals at the time of sacrifice. Jesus reveals the hypocrisy of the Pharisees by healing on the Sabbath, by having compassion for those who are marginalized, Jesus makes himself an enemy of the state itself, not because of what he did, but because through his words he discussed an alternative kingdom or empire, the kingdom of heaven, where love, justice, and mercy rule, and not oppression, greed, or power. Jesus is put to death because he shone light on the darkness and revealed the evil. And this is why when he looks to his followers, he tells them that if they are to follow him, they are to pick up their cross. Now, so often when we hear this statement, we equate picking up our cross with human suffering, with illness, in all the ways we suffer on this earth. But that is not what this gospel or statement from Jesus is driving at. Our suffering due to human frailty is most often the result 
of sin and evil itself. When Jesus asks us to pick up the cross, he is referring us back to the words of the Beatitude in which he states, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be fed. And blessed are they who are persecuted for justice' sake. Theirs shall be the kingdom of heaven. The suffering that is redemptive, that is part of our life in following Christ, is the suffering we incur when we act as beacons of the light of God and shine light on the evil of this world. When we, like Christ, speak truth to power. When we, like Christ, fight against systems of injustice, fight against places where there is no compassion. It is when we suffer the consequences of those actions on behalf of Christ that our suffering unites with, with Christ's suffering on the cross. If we are to be followers of Christ, we are called to pick up our cross by speaking out for mercy and justice and compassion and following with commitment the way of love and allowing ourselves to endure whatever those consequences may be as the saints have before us. Amen. Let us affirm our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. 
Amen. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church and the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who in thy holy word has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live with unity and godly love. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and other ministers, especially Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, and Craig, our rector, that they may, both by their life and doctrine, Set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their lives. We beseech thee also so to rule the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, especially Joseph, our president, that they may lead, be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and peace of the world. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works that rejoicing in thy whole creation, they may honor thee with their substance and be faithful stewards of thy bounty. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. In this week's parish cycle of prayer, we pray for David, Sue, Connor, and Jacob Barrett, Richard, Robin, Laura, Amanda, and Tyler Bupre, and Britt Bell and Fran Alexikos. In the diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the clergy and people of St. David's Cranston. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to grant them continue, continual growth in thy love and service, and to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of the blessed Virgin Mary and blessed Peter, our patron, and all thy saints, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant these our prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. 
take a moment and greet one another. Text someone who may need to hear that they are loved by both you and God. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and make good thy vows unto the Most High. All things come from thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given you. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts, we lift them unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet right and are bound in duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, 
O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was in every way tempted as we are, yet did not sin, by whose grace we are able to triumph over every evil and live no longer unto ourselves, but unto him who died for us and rose again. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, All glory be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks 
for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us. And of thy almighty goodness, vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that, by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we, and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion, may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast.
we do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for thee and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, 
so to assist us with thy grace that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in through jesus christ our lord to whom with thee and the holy ghost be all honor and glory world without end amen bow down before the lord keep this your family lord with your never-failing mercy that relying on the help of your heavenly grace they may be upheld by your divine protection through jesus christ our lord amen Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hymn 636, How Firm a Foundation. Mm -hmm. 